MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap on a Friday night, Saturday morning back east. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but no feel on his former team's uh, game this weekend, which too many injuries. I, I kind of agree. I, yeah. It's funny right now. I know you're all in on Kansas City. As of right now, Sunday, and I'm sure my mind will change because that's what happens. Uh, but right now, I got nothing on Sunday. Uh, I got the Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards. Here's what's interesting about this game. It's not a lack of trust in Matthew Stafford. It's the unknown. I've never seen him with the right supporting cast in this moment. So I'm guesstimating how he's going to perform. Would it shock me if he has a great game? No. Would it shock me if he has a terrible game? Absolutely. Then factor in the fact that Tampa's I'm going to have as many guys in baseball caps and khakis on the <laughs> sideline as they are in shoulder pads. And, you know, now you see my issue. By the way, before we get to our esteemed guests, yep. Florida Panthers are on the power play to start the third period. Uh, really, really, really would like them to go ahead and get this game tied up. We're polling for you. Thank you. Uh, the Keep Tim Entertained in-game bet did not come home tonight. For some reason, Michigan State decided to block a shot at the rim. Up by 12, whatever. You win some, you lose some. But let's bring in Jared Smith as we get into divisional round weekend. There's our guy. Jay Smeezy. Jared Smith. What's at up? Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. He is sitting in a state where it is now. Sean is. You got the tie. I saw it just pop up on my feed. Woo, there we Power go, baby. play goal. Saying there's a chance. Okay, my bad. So what were you? What were Panthers you? are hot, man. I like this Panthers team. I got a little action on them in the futures I, market. I got them on the I think they might be. I need a- I need a 3-1 win, or I'd Ooh. take a 5-1. Go ahead and ball out, Panthers. <laughs> By the way, I need the Blues to get me a, a safety goal here because I got them on the puck line. They're up 2-0. Oh. And we'll what, do you ha- what do you have in the Ducks-Lightning game? That's a whole nother ticket. The ticket, the... the, uh, the I hope you don't have Oh, a- Blues score! Things are going good! I love you, Jed! 
Let's go, Sean. I'm on the blues tonight, too. Yes. By the way, who's wearing khakis on the sidelines of an NFL game? These players are in jumpsuits. Come on. Yes. They're in the they're in the nice, you know, the suede jumpsuits with all the team logo. They're not wearing khakis. Jumpsuits, the designer jeans. Like You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, right. They're wearing the uh, the track suits, man. They got the nice stuff. I still want to know what is that Bruce Aarons has on his ankle. Jeez. <laughs> and why does he keep the 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 thing like right on his front like he's an old man wearing a fanny pack i don't know bruce a cool it's like darth vader <laughs> he's got he's got his own different style but hey bruce you do your thing we'll get to that game in just a minute but let's go in order jared let's start uh with cincinnati tennessee this line very early in the week ballooned to three and a half and has, has stayed pat there uh there's been a couple times where it's touched four uh seems like smart money grabbed the four with the Bengals. I think you're on the same side as all of us. I get a, a little nervous, but you know, it, <laughs> here's the thing, though. I, I do believe ultimately that people aren't buying in on this Tennessee team, and I, I am at least in this spot. And they're going to be a home dog if they win this game against anyone who who comes out of that other game. But come tomorrow, what is your anticipation from the Titans? Three and a half points to spread, forty-seven and a half the total. Yeah, definitely been tough to handicap this Titans team this year because they played the majority, about 85, 90% uh, of their snaps without all of their weapons. Those guys will be back in the fold. We've all talked about Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, of course, coming back this week and 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 hopefully healthy after the bye. Uh, and Vrabel's been good off the bye, and, and I think that certainly plays into it. And I think I'm, I'm curious to see how Joe Burrow responds. Uh, you know, he played okay in the game against the Raiders. Not great. Not great in the second half. He did have opportunities, but maybe some of the play calling, you know, late kind of hampered him. And I thought the Raiders had a chance to win that game last week. And, and, and then when you look at what he's done on the road this year, well, he hasn't really played a road game since Thanksgiving. And, and three out of his four lowest uh, yards per attempt games this season came on the road. So hostile environment. How does Joe Burrow, who, by the way, historically quarterbacks starting in their first playoff road game, haven't done well. Uh, six and 15 straight up. So I think that's fascinating for me. And when you look at the other side of the ball, I, I expect the Titans to be able to move the ball in this game. Uh, the Ogan Joby injury is certainly huge. I'm sure you guys have talked about that. I expect Hendrickson to play. We'll see how effective he is. I think play action passing is going to be huge for Ryan Tannehill in this game. Uh, I saw a note that said when it's Brown and Jones in the lineup, uh, Tannehill has the best passing success rate in the league and the best play action pass grade in the league. And it drops to about 13th. Uh, when those two are not on the field. So I think the middle is going to be open. I think Derrick Henry's presence, even if he doesn't get a full workload, is going to play a factor in the passing game as well. And I think Ryan Tannehill and company uh, will be disciplined and will be prepared because Mike Vrabel historically has had his guys prepared in these spots. I think the Titans win this game. I think they cover the spread, and I think they move on to the AFC Championship game next week. Jared, you're a smart man. I think this is the perfect setup for Ryan Tannehill's coming out party. Two years ago, made the AFC Championship game. Last year, COVID, a lot of things, you know, uh, different than normal. You know, starting with the fact there were no fans at any of the games. This time around, I think he gets it. I think Derrick Henry getting injured was the blessing in disguise for Ryan Tannehill because it made him become the unquestioned leader of this offense. And I think that shows itself this weekend. I think he has an outstanding game. As you mentioned, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They brought Julio here for this moment. They don't care if you miss every regular season game. They brought him here for this moment to be a viable 1B to A.J. Brown's 1A. And I tell people this, I'm as big a Joe Burrow fan as anyone, but don't misinterpret 
going against and what I thought was a mentally fatigued Raiders defense for the second time and being very comfortable with their coverages and their fronts and what they're trying to do to you because of the regular season games experience. Don't compare that to going to Tennessee against this group that's rested, that's about to get after the quarterback, that has two Pro Bowl caliber safeties. I just think it's a whole different dynamic. I think Tennessee wins comfortably. Mm. Yeah, and we talked about it last two, uh, last week, too, with this Bengals team. You know, they have, at times, looked very undisciplined and not ready for, for, for big spots. You know, they've looked really good in big spots, too. But there's a lot more volatility, I think, with this Cincinnati team. I think the ceiling is high. I think the floor is lower. The Titans play a very, I don't want to call it a conservative style, but it is kind of vanilla. They run the ball down your throat, and they play action and Ryan Tannehill is really good at play action. And especially when he's got his guys on the field and the Titans defense has been balling too. Since they're buying week 13, they have been playing lights out. Uh, they've stepped up their game without those weapons on offense. And if they have both facets of the game at peak capacity uh, tomorrow, I, I do think that this is a chance that they put a big, I, I, I saw a nice prop that this is the highest scoring game of the week mm. because I think the Titans could get to 40. Um, if they get that, you know, early run game going and then the play action off of it, they need to be really aggressive on early downs too. That's something that I looked at this week in the numbers. They haven't been aggressive uh, throwing the ball down the field early downs. I hope, I think that they will take advantage of that play action early run late and, and they grind out a big one. I'll actually put a bow on this, this game Tim. I'll be surprised if this game is within one score in the fourth quarter. I'll be surprised. I really will. I think Tennessee's a caged animal that's about to escape from that cage. Well, Jared, Jared mentioned the number. Um, Mike Vrabel coming off a bye, 4-0 ATS, mm-hmm. since being the head coach of the Titans. And to go even further, Jared, if you look at the games where he had eight-plus days to prepare, meaning he played Thursday mm. and then played the following Sunday, 4-0 there too. So he's 8-0 and when he's got eight-plus days of preparation and you know, Cincinnati, you know, I know Joe Burrow after the game said, we expected this. We're on to, you know, we're not celebrating this. Oh, they celebrated. I mean, they were going to (laughs) bars. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati was, was wild and I I get it. I mean, they have, they haven't won a football, a playoff game in what 30 plus years. So the fans were going nuts and I mean, Tennessee's just waiting there and getting healthier. So let me ask you this, Jared. I, I think you tweeted about it. What is your anticipation from Derrick Henry tomorrow? Mm. He's been activated. Uh, let me pull up his live uh, odds for uh, for his prop bet because I think it was around 80 rushing yards somewhere in that uh, in that ballpark. 79 and a half is what we have on our screen here. So we'll just go with that. What is your expectation from Derrick Henry? Do you think he gets? Uh, a big day on the ground tomorrow. I, I don't think so. I, I, I got 82 earlier. Okay. Uh, and I went under and, and I'm, I'm assuming it probably closes right in that vicinity. I think 80 is probably right. I think there is some unknown there. Could he pop a big run early and, and go over this? Absolutely. Um, but I, I think the Bengals have been susceptible to the run this year. So I certainly think that that could be, especially with their defensive line. We mentioned those defensive tackles. Uh, that are nicked up. That could be the strategy. But again, I, I think it's more of the presence. And, you know, Sean mentioned the caged beast getting ready to be unleashed. I, I think Derrick Henry factors in more in the second half. Like I would almost ease him into the game 
I don't think he's going to get five carries on the first drive. I would ease him into the game, let him feel comfortable, and then you have a lead in the second half. That's when you put the battering ram, you know, on the field and try to, you know, wax the game away. Uh, but also, if it's a blowout late, I, I, I certainly would, you know, give Foreman some run too. Uh, and, you know, save those bullets in Henry's chamber for what should be a very interesting AFC championship matchup. You mentioned they're going to be home dogs against either Buffalo or Kansas City next week. And I'm sure the running game will matter a lot more there because the tempo in that game uh, next week, I know we're looking ahead, but uh, to me, that is when Derrick Henry's workload might come into play a little bit more uh, next week when you're trying to ball control, trying to keep those prolific offenses uh, of the Bills and the Chiefs off the field. Hey, Jared, if Henry's playing all gas, no breaks. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the ball first three plays of the game. Wow. Like, just think Cam Akers coming back with the Rams right from play one. He was the, the big dog. So I think it'd be a very similar situation. Well, we got three games to still get to with our guest, Jared Smith from PicksWise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. As always, he hangs out for two segments on a Friday night right here on the Nightcap on VSIN. My man. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago with our guy Danny Burke, Denver with Holden Kushner, Detroit, LA with Danielle Alvari, New York with Will the Thrill Hill, Philly, Pittsburgh, and in my hometown of DC with my guy Frank Hanrahan. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your Podcast. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. I am Tim Murray. Sweating out a little Friday hockey. There you go. As you as you are one to do. Yeah. How are we looking? 
Any better? It's 1-1. One, one, so and it was better. You've got Panthers on the puck line? Yes. So it's nine minutes, 20 seconds left. All right. If I can get Panthers a 2-1, then we, you know. The, Make things happen. Yeah, you know, empty netter at the end. You know, all kind of things come in play. But majority of this third period so far has been played on the wrong end of the ice. So we need the Panthers to pick it up just a little bit. But we actually need to pick up the pace because, uh, you know, Jared, his, uh, his paycheck, which we don't pay him anything, uh, it, <laughs> only only a lot of in the mail. Is, yeah, I, I got it. I got you the time. I got yeah. it coming your way. But uh, we got to run through some games. We spent the whole first segment talking about the Titans and Bengals, which uh, Jared, strong opinion, really likes the Titans in that spot. Curious as we go into the nightcap cap. Easy for me. It's the name of the show. You think I know how to say it properly. <laughs> Packers and 49ers, Jared. Five and a half is the number. Touch six for a little bit this week. Saw some buyback. Talking to Chris Andrews yesterday at the South Point. Said there was some sharp action there. What's your cap of Packers and Niners? I'm, I'm not surprised. The Sharps have loved the Niners all year. It's, they're like the NFC's version of the Colts. Um, and I, I think when you look at this game high level, yeah, there's a lot to like with the Niners. Um, you know, they run the ball really well. The Packers can't stop the run 28th, uh, in explosive run rate allowed this year. We've seen the Browns come into Lambeau field on a Saturday night and run it for a bunch of yards against green Bay before. So I think the scheme works well for this Niners offense, but I, I just don't know what's going on with Jimmy G and, and, and that shoulder, I, I, I know he's been practicing and he's going to play. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. But it's going to be, what, zero degrees at Lambeau Field on Saturday night? He's never played a game under 32 degrees, which is surprising because he's played in New England and he's played at Eastern Illinois. But that, uh, you know, I question the validity of that stat. But I did see that somewhere on the Twitterverse this week. I'm in a unique spot in this game. I've got the Niners to win the NFC at 15-1. to 1. That was from about a month ago. And then I've got Packers, NFC, and Super Bowl exposure. And, and I get asked this a lot. You've got futures action on both sides. It's, you know, a tight game. I know the spread's the longest of the weekend, but it's still a pretty tight game. Uh, I, this is a stay away for me. And I, I think the Niners are probably the sharp side at six, but it, it's tough to fade Aaron Rodgers in this spot. And especially with all the, the positive things that they've been able to do this year. So I would say green Bay wins the game. It's probably close. I think the Niners can run the ball. I think the defense does enough to keep them in it, but I think Jimmy G late makes a mistake and, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't. And I, I would say that's the difference in the game. Yeah. I'll say this. I went back and rewatched the regular season game and people forget Green Bay was up 17-0. Debo Samuel didn't have a rush attempt in that game. Yeah. I mean, they've changed, you know, the Debo Samuel package. But, again. Also, Trey Sermon was the lead back. Green Bay is a lot healthier now than they were then. I just think after last year, I think they're ready for this situation, Jared. I don't know about Mm. the six, but I definitely like them on the money line. Yeah. And that's that's where Sean and I are both there. So, uh, as I we were texting back and forth, I'm like, who screws it up? Titans? Or the Packers. <laughs> Someone who's messing it up for me because that's that's Hopefully my favorite. I, I, that would be nice. It would be nice to have neither. that uh, have that one come home. All right, let's get to Sunday. Uh, Rams and Buccaneers. This is the game me and Sean are kind of perplexed about. I can make mm. a case either way. Uh, you know, the Rams seem to be that public dog, kind of like the 49ers were last week. And guess what? The 49ers won that game outright. You're talking about a, a defensive front that's playing exceptionally well. Leonard Floyd, Von Miller playing like his Bronco days. You've got Aaron Donald. Tristan Wirfs is banged up. Buccaneers are dealing with a whole bunch of injuries on the offensive side. But, look, is Matt Stafford going to mess things up? Is he going to throw the Matt Stafford pick? He didn't do it last week. Granted, he didn't really need to do much, but he didn't make that big mistake. So, 
You're looking at a spread of three, two and a half, mostly three. Uh, if you do like the Buccaneers, you could find a two and a half. They pay the juice a little bit, minus 120 uh, there at DraftKings. Total of 48 down in Tampa on Sunday afternoon. Anything you like in uh, in this showdown? I did take three with the Rams. I also bet them on the money line too, and and I know that scares me, right? I'm I'm fading Tom Brady in a playoff game in a short line. Um, I I am a little bit concerned with the Bucks offensive line. It starts and ends up front, right? And if you thought it was a bad matchup last week, Ryan Kerrigan all of a sudden came out of nowhere and had a bunch of sacks. Tom Brady's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL historically this season, you name it. And he got sacked four times by the Eagles uh, on Sunday. And I think the Rams defensive front is better than 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 Philly. So that is the matchup to watch. For Tampa Bay, I think it's going to uh, create a lot of short passing opportunities, quick passing game. Who knows? Maybe Brayton and, and Gronk especially stay into chip a little more. That could affect their prop numbers a little bit. Um, and then when we look at the other side with the Rams, Stafford was flawless against the Cardinals. Seven for nine, buck 48 and a touchdown against the Blitz. Guess what? The Bucks Blitz more than any defense in the NFL. And oh, by the way, Sean Murphy Bunting didn't practice earlier in the week. Got some limited sessions in. We'll see if he plays. He didn't play Sunday. And the Bucs had the most snaps of the season, 51 snaps with three safeties on the field against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts inequipped to attack that. I think Matthew Stafford and, 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 and Sean McVay will be much better prepared for that if they do have to go to a three-safety look against what is a very dynamic uh, Rams, you know, outside weapons with Odell playing really well in Cooper cup. And I think they're, you know, starting to get that running game going too. And the bucks, the numbers have said that you can run on them a little bit lately. So I, I think this is a bad matchup for Tampa Bay. Can Tom Brady pull one out late? Sure. That's been his MO his entire career. But when I look at this game in the trenches, it, it points to the Rams for me. All right, let's get to the evening affair. Sean's favorite play of the weekend is the chiefs really likes him here. Uh, it does feel a little bit like uh, almost kind of like we're talking about in this Rams and Bucks game, Jared. What did we see last in the Bills? We saw a near immaculate game. I mean, you know, we're talking some Don Larson-ness here. I mean, his, it was incredible <laughs> what we saw uh, on Saturday. It was just tremendous because, you know, Sean and I both loved the Bills last weekend. And now that's on everyone's mind. They also thumped the Chiefs in Kansas City earlier this year. The Chiefs are getting overlooked. I can't believe I'm saying it. I think Patrick yeah. Mahomes, has, as the starter, has never been less than a three-point favorite at home. I, I know the Bills are playing awesome, but my contrarian mind kind of likes the Chiefs here as a, as a cheap favorite. It feels like we're getting them. You know, remember we talked about it when they went to the Raiders. The Chiefs went to the Raiders. I forget which yep. week it was, 10 or 11. And they were they were on sale, and they won like forty eight to nine. I'm not saying that's happening, but it feels like the Chiefs are on sale. They certainly are, um, and, and I think we learned, or the sports books at least learned their lesson uh, from the last time these two teams played. We got the Bills plus three. I remember it because I love the Bills in that spot. I think it's a different game. That was a weird game. There was a bit long lightning delay in that game, uh, and, and then not a lot of offense early, and there was a ton of offense late, especially by Buffalo. Uh, I think the Chiefs defense has changed a little bit since then. But when I dug into kind of who they've played during this stretch down, you know, down the stretch, they've been very solid, but they gave up 34 to Burrow. They gave up 28 to Herbert. Besides that, that's where the feasting's gone. Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott with no Cooper or Lamb, Bridgewater, Big Ben times two, Drew Locke. So, you know, the quarterbacks that the Chiefs have faced down the stretch have been poor. You can say same thing about the bills. They got torched by Brady in that game. Since then, the Panthers and Cam Newton, Falcons, Matt Ryan, Jets, Zach Wilson, twice 
to Mac Jones. So I'm curious which defense is going to get a stop of the game. That might be the team that wins. Which defense can get a stop first? I think this might be the first week in this little stretch run that the Bills finally missed Tredavious White. They mm-hmm. like to play zone, back up with five in the secondary, and, and not let those big plays beat them. I think Patrick Mahomes is used to that by now. Everyone's been doing that on him for the last year or so. And I think they're going to come up with something creative. Andy Reid's going to have some tricks in the bag, some weird formations, you know, trick gadget stuff. And I think that I, I, I agree. I, I do think the Chiefs win this game. And, and I think the over, I know it sounds square, but I, I mean, how are the defenses getting stops in this game? Both of these offenses are just so elite. The quarterbacks are just so efficient. Uh, and I, I expect Patrick Mahomes to play one of his best games of the year. He tends to play bigger uh, in these moments. I think it's going to be a really fun game. And just so we're clear, um, Jerry, this is Big King's best bet of the weekend. Mm. This isn't like some soft. I think I'm going to okay. be the contrarian here and take the Chiefs because everyone's <laughs> on the bills. You know, Tim trying to cover himself, and next week he'll be like, yeah, me and Sean had the Chiefs. No, I'm doubling down. I'm all the way in. Chiefs okay. is the lock of the weekend. Take Mahomes. Take Andy Reid at home. No way Josh Allen and the Bills go there and win twice in the same year. Love it. I got a monster future on the Chiefs in the future in the Super Bowl markets, too. So I, I'm actually saying, honestly, my, I love my futures action right now. I feel great about the futures market, and I, I do feel good about the games this weekend. I like the Titans a lot. I like the Rams a lot. And sure, why not, Sean? That's Let's right. Go, go home. You were right go last home, week on baby. the Bills. That little soft serve yeah. ice cream. He was, Tim he was, he was serving right. over here. He was right on the Bills, yeah, because I mentioned mm. it first and talked about his guy, <laughs> Mac Jones. And then, and then comes back I the next day. This is Big King's best, best bet. bet. I just speak louder. Get out of here. So you heard it, Jared. Right. My best bet is the Jared, enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Go bet You know, part of the $600 million that New York has uh, taken in in, uh, <laughs> in betting. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you've missed any part of our show, like Bert Emanuel being on the program, speaking about the 2000 NFC Championship game with Sean for the first time ever anywhere or anything on our VEASAN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gail Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, my guys in the desert, coast-to-coast hoops with the one and only Hoops Peterson. We've got many, many more as well. Guess what? They're all free. It's the best part. And available now at slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Mentioned Hoops Peterson. He's coming up top of the hour. Greg Peterson experience. Massive college basketball card. No better person to break it all down for you, including an Auburn Kentucky game with an early line here at Circa Auburn laying three at home against big blue nation and uh, BBN was able to uh, sneak out a win. Didn't get the cover against Texas A&M earlier this week. Auburn uh, did not have to look that up. Can't remember if they got the cover or didn't against Georgia, but there was a video of potential number one overall pick Jabari Smith handing out pizza to Auburn fans as they were camping out overnight to get into the game tomorrow. So didn't his dad like play with Shaq or something at LSU? 
Uh, he's a pre- he's really good, by the way. Jabari Smith. If you have not seen Auburn's Jabari Smith play, you need to put that on your bucket list this year. Vancouver's goalies in God mode, by the way. I mean, she <laughs> whiz. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's making saves like Patrick uh, Roy. Wow. wow. Yeah. Jeez. Oh man. I have uh, two minutes, eighteen seconds left in the Panthers game. It's tied one-one, but I have Panthers on the puck line, so. I've got to get a goal here extremely quickly and then an empty netter. Well, I know how this story ends. Uh, Jabari Smith's father, uh, Jabari Smith Sr., uh, went to LSU, but okay. he did not play. Okay. He was a little younger gotcha. uh, than Shaq, but played a handful of years in the league. But, yeah, Jabari Smith very well could be the number one overall pick. He has entered that discussion. Him, Paolo Boncaro from Duke, and Chet Holmgren from uh, – from Gonzaga, those three are the uh, three. I like gentlemen. Auburn tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, laying yeah, the like points yeah. at home. Auburn's really good. Uh, yeah, and Kentucky's Kentucky's talented. Kentucky's really good. Ken Palm, They're a little inconsistent. The analytics of Ken Palm love them. They have them number four right now. Uh, so you look at Ken Palm, and it, it's right on the number. They project 77-74 win for Auburn. But uh, a great game tomorrow, and I'm sure Hoops Peterson will break it all down for you coming up at the uh, top of the hour. So, you know, we've kind of broken these things down every which way to Sunday uh, for the divisional rounds. Let's kind of go inside what we expect from these games. You mentioned it about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry over under right now in rushing yards, 79 and a half. You got to take the over there. I mean, that's all gas, no breaks. I mean, you look at Cam Akers came back from a torn Achilles for the – Los Angeles Rams, they didn't have him on a pitch count. Like, he was back. He was ready to go. Like, Derrick Henry would be the same way. Like, this is his – never forget, this is as fresh as Derrick Henry's ever been at this point in the season since he got to the National Football League. Because even though he was injured that time off, he didn't have a wear and tear of getting 30 carries a game, coming down the stretch, battling for the number one seed in the AFC. You know, so he's going to be fresh. I mean, he's going to be raring to go. I'd be shocked unless the Titans take control of the game and it's just a blowout, if he doesn't have more than 25 carries. I'd be shocked. I, I would go under because Foreman's been running well, and if you're Mike Vrabel, I feel like you're going to want to ease him I'm not saying he is. Yeah. Derrick Henry's the you have to, and, and, and let me let me give you this angle, and then you tell me, does it change your mind? We're talking three games – and then he's got four months. I understand. Yeah, so it's not he like... He also hasn't played in I, so, so he's three months. fresher well, than he's, he's a, ever he, been. Yeah, it's not like he's been just chilling out, working out. He's got a steel plate in his foot. But it's different. I'm talking about the Knicks and Knacks that come with helmets on the elbow, uh, cleats on the hand, you know, helmet-to-helmet contact, jamming the spine, the neck. I'm talking about all that stuff that happens in the game of football because it's a physical, violent game. Not having to endure any of that contact from a... Freshness standpoint, he's as fresh as he's been. Now, if Cincinnati's playing great rush defense, which it'll be the first time I've seen them do that all year, then that's a different story. But he's going to get the carries to go over that number. I kind of like Julio Jones to go over his receiving yards. Ooh, Julio. He had a, a Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. He had his best game of the year in the finale against Houston. Four catches for 58 yards. And he's sitting there at 44 and a half. I think the play action is going to be a big piece tomorrow. Uh, as you would expect, A.J. Brown not listed, but he's 72 and a half receiving yards. And I, 
You know what would have been awesome with Julio? If they'd have put over under two and a half quarters. <laughs> like, does he start and make it to the end of the game? That would have been like That's the greatest up, player prop ever. All right, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to Niners and Packers. You're mean. You're mean. No, I'm serious. I, I think... mean, here's the deal. Like, they brought him here for this. Like, but he's old. Yeah, but he had, like, you don't ever realize, had a bye week. You don't ever realize you're old until, like, you're old. Like, just all of a sudden, you try and open up. You're like, you know what? I can't run as fast as I used to. You know? You get ready to jump, and you're like, ah, I used to touch that spot on the wall. I can't get there anymore. I just hope he doesn't realize he's old, like, on the first snap. Because I love Tennessee in this spot. All right. In the uh, evening affair, Packers and 49ers. I'm I'm really curious to see what the Packers do on the run in, in the run game. Do they lean on Aaron Jones more? Do they give it to the the battering ram and AJ Dillon? If this is a game like you and I anticipate, I think over 40 and a half yards for AJ Dillon is interesting because I think he's the type of guy that wears an opponent down. He's big. He's just going to bulldoze between the tackles late in the game. And you and I think the Packers win this game. So I think if you think the Packers win. I would lean towards A.J. Dillon going over 40 and a half because I think he's the guy towards the end of the game, Sean, that gets a good chunk of the carries because he's just going to go downhill and want to hit you. Feel for a second because I'm trying to look up what uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott rushed for. Well, they lost. I know, but I just want to see what the numbers were. Well, I'm, I mean, my, my thought is if the Packers are winning, A.J. Dillon is doing that. While, while you wait – Elijah Mitchell, 80 and a half rushing yards, and Debo Samuel is uh, ticking down a little bit, down to 38 and a half. So Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries, 31 yards. Mm -hmm. Tony Pollard, four carries, 14 yards. But I agree with you on this one. I think A.J. Dillon will be the guy if the Packers have a comfortable lead. Right. I think they trust I think they try Aaron Jones a lot more, especially if it's a tight competitive game because of his ability to get yak. Like, he's in the game also because he's a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. He's the more experienced guy. He went through this last year with Green Bay. Had a phenomenal playoffs until the championship game versus the Bucks. So, I just think the trust is there more with him if it's a tight game. But all A.J. Dillon has to get over 40 yards is have one 15, 20-yard carry. Well, and here's the thing, and here's my vision on this. If you – you like the Packers, right? I think Aaron Jones, to your point, he's going to be in there much more early, right? He's a, he's a great threat coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. We know that. A.J. Dillon could be fresh coming in the second half of the Good game point. and just beating down a 49ers defensive front to try to salt this one away. So That's a very good point. I, I would look uh, a little bit that way. Cam Akers on Sunday, over under 47 and a half yards. Uh, I'm probably going to go under there. Bucks are good versus the run. I mean, Devin White, like people say what they want, Devin White is a machine. And now you've got the entire defensive line. It's healthy. They understand, you know, the minute that you make the Rams one-dimensional on offense, you can really pin your ears back and get after Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think that number's about right. I, I really do. I mean, Bucks are legit versus the run when they're healthy, and they're healthy. Those two safeties, Winfield and, and crew, are phenomenal. You know, uh, this is going to be about the Bucks' offensive line. 31 and a half sacks on that Rams front. Leonard Little, Von Miller, Aaron Donald combined for 31 and a half sacks over the course of this entire season. So, to me, that's where this starts and stops is 
can the Bucks protect Brady because his normal outlet, Chris Godwin, his Darn. other normal outlet, Antonio Brown opted out yep. in New York. Ronald Jones is a big pass-catching Leonard threat. Leonard Fournette's tremendous out of the backfield. I'm just – he doesn't have his normal – if you really look a little deeper in the Eagles game, remember he was a little off, hmm? you know, with Tyler Johnson and Brashard Perriman and Scott and Miller. Brashard Perriman's out too. Oh, gosh. I mean – that. They must be eating some of that meat Canelo Alvarez eat down in Tampa. I don't know what's going on, but I've never seen a team with this many injuries. It's feeling a little bit like, and I know, look, they still have Mike Evans. But it's Brady at home. But it's feeling a little bit like Tom Brady's final year in New England. He was just not comfortable with a lot of those receivers. I ain't going that far. We're defending champs. Don't get I I understand, but there's a lot of, you just said he didn't feel comfortable to some of his receivers. That's last year in in New England. Don't don't, don't size us. I already said with a caveat that he has Mike Evans. Listen, Sean. The nightcap here on VC. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, as we talk about divisional round weekend, it's never too early to start preparing for the big game. We want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs. Then on championship weekend, we will have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com. So you can see Sean's pretty face. All 56 hours. We're making them work. All 56 hours. Leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year. So make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action right here on vsin.com. Wrapping things up alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Once again, if you did not hear it, it is absolutely worth going back and listening to. Go to uh, at VSIN Live on Twitter. We tweeted it out. 
uh, Sean and Bert Emanuel reminiscing of one of the more controversial plays uh, in NFL history. A huge game, NFC Championship, and it's funny to think about the ramifications as we got to it at the end, right? I mean, as Bert even mentioned, he said, I went to the movie theater, I watched the uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner movie. movie. Yeah. He goes, that doesn't happen in your both your opinions right. if that play isn't overturned. Now, Todd Light weighed in, former Ram. He's a hater. <laughs> Now that's your guy. Talking about my heartstrings, yeah. I mean, that's your Notre Dame Notre, guy. Notre Dame uh, alum, former uh, DB coach at Notre Dame as well. Uh, he weighed in and said it was not a catch, which I'm gonna have to disagree with my uh, disagree with my uh, Notre Dame brother there and uh, agree with my co-host. But a uh, great segment. Uh, Bert was phenomenal. It was great hearing you guys go back and forth, walk down memory lane. Yeah, great dude. What man. the time, what what it was like in between the plays and. You know, first year of replay in the NFL. So, what a what a crazy game! And, and come Sunday, as we've mentioned, it is the 22 years to the day of that catch. And there's no doubt, there is no doubt in my mind that that play will be on the NBC broadcasts on Sunday afternoon. It has to. Be. How quick can I get a T-shirt made? Can I get if I go somewhere tomorrow? You know what? I'm gonna see. I think I want to watch the game with a T-shirt. It was a catch. Yeah. You can make it. Yeah, I think I need to get that done. Oh, we can make that happen. Because, see, there's another person that's a huge Rams fan that will be watching the game with me at my elite private cigar lounge where all my snotty friends are. And uh, I didn't get. I want to be obnoxious. Probably the most obnoxious thing I could do. By the way, if you're just tuning in to the nightcap on this wonderful Friday in the great city of Las Vegas, if you guys ever want to stop by, and say what's up to myself or Tim. We are filmed right here next to the Circle Sportsbook. By the way, the best sportsbook in the entire city of Las Vegas. I would argue in the entire United States of America. So you guys in town, come say what's up. But this weekend is about making money. And Big King's best bet. Don't overthink it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Go to the window right now. Pull up your online app, whatever it is, whichever it is that you use, and bet the Kansas City Chiefs minus two. Believe in Patrick Mahomes. Believe in Andy Reid. Most importantly, believe in me. Big Kings, best bet of the divisional round. Kansas City Chiefs, absolute never in doubt type of play. Just back it and go to the window and pick up your winnings. All right, there it is. Don't disagree. Uh, and Sean's bankroll riding on one money line parlay. There it is. Chiefs, Titans, Packers. Money line parlay. Can't lose. Get around plus, uh, just a hair under plus 300. So, uh, as our bankroll is, uh, has always been throughout the year, get a thousand bucks to work with each and every week. Ooh. And uh, Sean is wrong I with that. I don't like money line that. Parlay. I can't be right if you aren't right. <laughs> That's true. I think this is really strategic. And, and uh, you know what? I, I'm. I'm close to not sending Aaron my bankroll plays until I get here because I really think there's a conspiracy going on, and he sends them to you. Aaron, I, can we, like, put that camera on Aaron? I sent in my play. By I the will, way, Aaron's our producer. Aaron Oster, tr produce, tremendous producer. I will, I will look it up right now because I received a text message sent email. I'm just saying, of course, like criminals aren't going to like get on the stand and, and tell on themselves. Right. I sent, Not smart ones. I sent so, my I mean, bankroll. Why would you and Aaron like disclose? 
I set my bankroll at 105 p.m. Yeah, I was still asleep. Yeah, and then I let's yeah. go, Sean. I was still asleep. Okay, yeah. point, point, point. And uh, point mate. I got a text message from Aaron. And Sean, make sure your bankroll to me. And I think that was yep, that was after I sent in that yeah, text. I was giving my toes tickle. Give me so, a pedicure today. Thank you. Yeah. Feet were in the bubble. Too busy. Sean also sent a text. He always gets mad at me uh, because he doesn't tell me any of his hockey plays. But I let him know. I was on St. Bonaventure and, and I was on Maryland. And he I said, was going to play St. Bonnie. I got here said, too late. I like Illinois. They lost by 15. And I and he didn't say anything about St. Bonaventure, but he got too late. I actually like St. Bonnie. I just got here too late. Bonnie. I got here at 411. I think the game started at 4. It did. Bonnie's got it done. Good bounce back spot. Yeah. Congrats to the Bonnies. Need them to win. Shout out to the fighting Aaron Osters, too, man. Maryland went on the road. I mean, Maryland was at home and and beat number 17, Illinois. That's a big win. Home dogs, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I mentioned this since uh, since Saturday, home dogs in the Big Ten, 9-3, ATS. All right. I made a little money today, though. I had the wild on the puck line, plus 204. They won 5-1. I had the blues on the puck line, plus 146. They won 5-1. This my parlay got messed up, and I don't even look at if Florida won or not, but they went to overtime, so hopefully they lost. <laughs> Such a hater. Well, if you mess up a ticket, then I'm not going to pull for you to win by one. All right, I'll wrap up mine, uh, my bankroll for the weekend, similar to Sean. I like your bankroll. Hanker, uh, Packers, Titans, Moneyline Parlay. Get that around plus 120. Uh, the juice has actually gone up just a bit on the Titans money line. When I sent this in, it was Titans minus 180, Packers minus 240. Most the consensus money line now in the Titans around minus one ninety, so maybe dipping down just a little bit, but uh seven eighty win nine thirty six for me, and then a couple prop plays. Uh I do like CJ Uzma. Uzma? I can never pronounce mm-hmm. it. The tight end for the Bengals. Uh, I think Joe Burrow could be under dis- duress. Uh he has uh, Uzama, I think is is the proper pronunciation. He's been playing really well lately for uh for the Bengals. Over three and a half receptions, normal juice. And then Patrick Mahomes, over 25 and a half rushing yards, 110 to win 100. Real quickly, because I know you No, no, hold on. I got a real quick cigar bet for you. All right. Did you win your last one with me? Uh, Yes, I uh, No, no, you had Rutgers. Okay, so real quick cigar bet. If you can tell me what the C and J stand for in Uzama, (laughs) if you get it right. No, I don't have no idea. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Christopher James. Cool. Congratulations. Well, I was trying to mean cool. You should have. I should have asked you. I would have never accepted that. I don't. I don't know what his name is. I'm just trying to put one. My on nephew my... is is I CJ. I was trying to put one over you, Christopher Junior. That's my nephew. So he's CJ. Yeah, my brother. My brother's oldest son is CJ. Said Junior. It can mean a lot of different things. Yeah, a lot of things. Um, real quickly. Uh, you know I, mean? the... I, I won that bet. No, you didn't. Yeah. You have to accept bets. You can't just. You can't just go to the window and be like, "Hey, I've got a great bet." I'm thinking of a number. If you can't guess it, I win. That's, that's not how, that's how that's, it should be. That, that, <laughs> hey, Jeff Benson, listen, I want the Bucks plus 12, minus 110 right now. <laughs> um, real quickly, rushing props for the two quarterbacks in the Bills and Chiefs game. Patrick Mahomes is 25 and a half. Josh Allen, 50 and a half. Josh Allen just rushed for 66 against the Patriots. I do think Patrick Mahomes runs quite a bit come Sunday. And, you know, like you said about uh, A.J. Dillon, we get a 15-yarder. We're, we're feeling pretty good about Patrick Mahomes. 
What do you think about Josh Allen? What do the Chiefs do to kind of slow him down? See, the interesting thing for me is I don't think this is like tying your shoes, meaning that one side of the shoestring isn't necessarily connected to the other. Uh-huh. I think it could be 34-20 Chiefs and Josh Allen still go over 15 sure. and a half rushing. Absolutely. Runs. Yeah, so I'd take the over, you know, if you made me play that. You know, again, this is my best bet. I'm going to have, you know, I'll probably get in trouble with the wife if we lose. So I'm going to have enough money. All I want to watch is the Chiefs minus two. I don't want to be worried about Josh Allen and his rushing totals. So Josh Allen. I'm hoping he gets sacked last, in the first six plays of the game. Josh Allen's rushing yardage the last five games, 63, actually last six games, I beg your pardon. 66 against the Patriots, 63 against the Jets, 81 against the Falcons, 64 against the Patriots, only 24 against the Panthers in the overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 109. Really, it feels like since their season has turned, he has been a much bigger running threat. So I would certainly lean towards the It's the gift and the curse. And I know we only have like 20 seconds left, but... Because he's in, actually involved in the run game, the one thing the Chiefs defense will be trying to stop is the QB run game. But if you have the total, they actually run the quarterback, so you have a chance to get it. Kenny White, favorite play of the weekend. He likes the over in that one. Let's go Packers. Let's go Titans. Let's go Chiefs. Let's go Hoops Peterson. He joins us next. Bert Emanuel, check it out at VEASAN Live. Don't miss that interview. It was phenomenal. Have a great weekend. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.